In this new segment of Advisor Revelations, the DPL team will discuss how to evaluate new solutions and address current challenges and the strategies that can help you grow your firm and AUM. Welcome to the Advisor Revelations podcast. My name is Jonathan Barth. I'll be your host for today. Before we get started and introduce both the topic and our guest here today, which we're super excited about, would like to remind everybody to go out and subscribe, leave a review to the podcast series, wherever you're currently listening to this, Spotify, Apple Music, directly from our website, LinkedIn. I know we're always out there, a bunch of different places to be able to find the DPL Advisor Revelations podcast series. Would also like to encourage everybody to go out to the DPL website. The conversation that we're going to have here today is going to be a lot of discussion and dialogue around taxes and maybe some different annuity strategies and where they can be implemented into a financial planning portfolio. But DPL's website is really the way to bring that conversation to life. There are a bunch of great tools, calculators out there that you can access immediately as well as get connected with either your membership consultant or your product consultant. So that website is dplfp.com. Up in the top right, you can register as a user on our website. So please go out there and check that out. Before we get into our topic here a little bit, I would like to introduce our guest, Patrick Perry, or as we like to call him here on the DPL team, PJ who's going to be joining us here today, making his debut on the DPL podcast series. PJ, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing pretty great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. I've done this podcast series a few different times. It's always great to be able to have these types of conversations with different individuals on the team as we all provide a pretty unique perspective, working with over 3,000 different RIAs across the U.S., A little bit of background about myself before we get PJ's background and then into the topic. Jonathan Barth, I'm a regional vice president here at DPL. Been working with RIAs for about a decade now, specifically in the annuity space, talking about how we can leverage annuities in a financial plan, how we can look at annuities to generate more efficient income or to mitigate taxes or provide principal protection or any of those different types of strategies. As a part of that, worked not only at a carrier, but also directly here at DPL for about six years now. So I've seen our membership base grow from just a handful of members at the very beginning to the 3,000 plus strong that we are right now. So with that, PJ, tell the audience a little bit about your experiences, and then we can get into this topic here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been here at DPL for about a year and four months. So since last June, been exciting to see, even in that short time, see DPL grow as much as it has. Before then, I spent some time with an IMO and actually an individual carrier as well. So been around the industry for a good amount of time and definitely excited to talk a little bit about it. Well, cool. So topic of today, taxes. Everybody's favorite, right? Now, it's not April yet. This is coming out towards the end of the year. But what we're going to talk about here today are some interesting tax conversation topics that are coming to mind. Admittedly, something that I forgot about that was rolling back in 2025. PJ is going to share a little bit about some of those conversations that he's having with advisors. But yeah, what we're here to talk about, taxes. We're not tax professionals, but what we're here to do today is to share ideas, concepts that we're hearing from advisors that are helping to mitigate for taxes on a portfolio, eliminate some tax drag, 
and how we can find some unique solutions to what clients are always going to complain about is paying Uncle Sam any extra money that they don't have to. So PJ, with that, I want to just ask you to get this conversation started. What are you hearing from advisors right now, right? It's the middle of October right now. This is probably going to come out in a month or so, but we're getting towards the end of the year. Any tax planning that you're going to do needs to probably happen now. So where are taxes coming up in conversations and what are advisors doing? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I would say the conversations are kind of in two buckets. One, you know, the per usual each year, we're talking about the same things, you know, how the taxes work on annuities, things along those lines. But uh, as you hit on a little bit earlier, of course, the 2025 sunsetting on some of these tax cuts have definitely been coming up quite a bit and what we're going to do about that, you know, in the upcoming years. Yeah. And that's one thing that I actually forgot about is that the 2017 tax cuts that went into play, those are rolling back in 2025. So, you know, 2017 feels like such a long time ago. Advisors and clients are going to start seeing some very different tax bills uh, in 2025. Do you have a quick rundown of just some big takeaways of what's happening when those roll back in 2025? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So there's a couple of highlights that I managed to pin down that I think are you know most relevant to us and the advisor. The first being individual income tax rates will revert back to the 2017 levels, which you know you already hit on a little bit. Talk a little bit about that. Secondly, standard deduction will be cut roughly in half. The personal exemption will return, while the child tax credit will be cut. A state tax exemption will be reduced. The special 20% tax deduction for many pass-through businesses, which not necessarily applicable to us, but to others. And then, of course, the cap on state and local income tax deductions will dissolve. So a lot of changes upcoming. Okay. And all that says that you're probably going to be paying more in taxes in 2025 than you were in years prior. Yes. <laughs> That's the big exactly. takeaway there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Right. Annuities are great because they are a tax-deferred vehicle, right? When you invest in an annuity... You're not taxed on anything inside of the annuity until you actually take the money out. That gives us the opportunity to bring forth some pretty unique ideas. Now, the standard deduction is going down, which means that clients are going to have to go do you know, itemized deductions or you know, the standard that they're going to take is going to mean that they're going to pay more in taxes likely um, than they would otherwise. So what are some things and what are some strategies that advisors can do maybe today or even in 2024 to prepare for that 2025 tax bill? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think you kind of got the ball rolling a little bit on the subject is that, you know, clients are moving some of their, in fact, a lot of their qualified assets into annuities. Um, As you mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, you're not going to have to pay the taxes until you pull it out of said annuity. So it's a great place to shelter the funds and, uh, you know, to kind of minimize that tax bill as we move forward into the upcoming years. Right. And one of the best strategies for qualified dollars, IRA dollars, which normally if you're listening to this right now, you're probably like, wait a minute, why are we putting qualified dollars, which are already tax deferred inside an annuity? Where are they going with this? But one of the best strategies you're pretty familiar with, you want to talk about the IRA RMD strategy with the death benefit play? Which sounds very annuity-like, but break it down (laughs) for our audience and our listeners here that what's the value behind that? First of all, what is it? Second of all, what's the value behind it? Yeah, no, absolutely. We just can't help ourselves on this one, can we? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So as you kind of touched on a little bit earlier, putting qualified funds into an annuity, you're actually able to satisfy RMDs on other qualified accounts, something that you know some people might know, some people might not know. However, what we actually have is a strategy where we're able to satisfy the RMDs and other qualified accounts utilizing income-producing annuity. 
So we're able to satisfy it on other accounts. As we draw it down, however, in the end, what we're able to do is as long as there's a, a dollar left in that cash value, they're actually going to refill that annuity all the way back up to the original premium you put in and pass it off to a beneficiary. So it's a really good way to work around and kind of satisfy those RMDs while still kind of getting refunded on them in the future. Right. So I always like to bring forth the example of saying, okay, we've got a million dollar client. Let's say, make the math easy for me, 50-50 split between qualified and non-qualified dollars. So we got $500,000 in an IRA or 401k rollover, right? Whatever it might be. At that point, when the client goes to retire, they don't necessarily need to take any more than their RMDs. So what you're saying is that we can take 100000 of that portfolio from the qualified dollars, put it into an annuity. And once they turn 72 or 73, whatever their RMD age is, they can take money out. And as long as there's a dollar in there, their beneficiaries get 100000 at their death? Absolutely. Okay. What kind of limitations are on that type of product? It's got to be... You know, you can't invest in equities or anything like that, right? No, no. So actually, as far as the investment standpoint comes, you know, you're free to invest as you wish within this product. So, you know, you're welcome to either complement your portfolio or kind of stay in line with what you've been doing in your portfolio. So it's really nice to see the versatility and opportunity to uh, kind of customize as you please. Right. And one of the things that we always talk about here on the DPL team is that, okay, sure, it may not necessarily make sense from a surface level to put qualified dollars into an annuity, right? I think we can all kind of agree with that unless it's for principal yeah. protection or a death benefit. This is that death benefit play. So put $100,000 in there, right? Take the RMDs or take income out of that annuity as needed to satisfy RMDs and everything. But what you're doing on top of that is you're mitigating withdrawals from the rest of the portfolio, right? Because if a client does get to the situation where, oh, they need the lifetime income, well, great, the annuity is going to be able to provide that. But in most cases, you're going to be able to pass on the annuity with at least a little bit of money in there and get that step up back to the original investment amount into the annuity. So put a hundred grand in there at 73, take you know all of your money out except for a couple of dollars there between 73 and 95. And then at 95, when the client you know passes away, they're able to pass on $100,000 to their beneficiary. What does that do for the beneficiary, right? That becomes the question because now, yeah, they're going to get taxed on that $100,000 and they're going to you know, be able to take it and stretch it over a 10-year time period. But mm-hmm. most advisors and most clients would say, I would rather be taxed on a larger pot of money than not be taxed at all. Right? It's always better to have more money to be taxed on than not <laughs> and the alternative. Exactly. And that's really what this is able to do for us. So that's like far and away, if there's one thing everybody takes away from this, That strategy is something that should be talked about, something that probably doesn't get talked about enough for advisors. And using it is a really great way to almost kind of, you know, make your cake and eat it too, right? Be able to get both. Let's go back to some tried and true ideas and concepts for annuities and where they fit with taxation, right? High net worth clients, they're maxing out their qualified accounts, maxing out their 401ks, IRAs. They can contribute to Roths. Great. Fantastic. But they want to put away more for retirement. What do you do there and what do you put inside of an annuity, right? If you've got $500,000 that keeps generating 1099s or keeps generating taxable income, what do you do? Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is a timeless story. Right. What we're talking about is somebody sometimes we'll call them Henry's high earners, not rich yet. Things along those lines where they're maximizing their retirement accounts and they're saying, 
I want to put some more money under the mattress, although, you know, I'd prefer not to pay tax on it, right? So what a lot of our clients are utilizing are investment-only variable annuities, treating it as a supplement for their retirement programs. So kind of as you were, you were talking about earlier, Uncle Sam can't touch it in the for the period that it's in that account. I mean, you're able to put more money away for retirement and, uh, you know, just kind of go ahead and plan for the future a little bit better. So, you know, it's definitely a strategy that comes up quite a bit. Right. From an asset class standpoint, thinking about it from the advisors and the client's perspective, if we're going to put away additional money inside of an annuity into an investment only variable annuity, what should we be investing in inside of that IOVA? What are most advisors investing in and what would the academics tell us? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that would really depend on kind of what the advisor thinks and their outlook, of course. Mm -hmm. However, you know, I think that kind of brings up a great strength of these products is it's really what you see fit, right? We were just talking about it on that other strategy is that you're able to invest in really what you want to within these products. I mean, you're going to recognize a lot of fund managers that you've seen in the past that you're utilizing outside of the annuity space at the same time. And as I said, I think that's a strength, the ability to kind of customize it as you see fit and kind of, as I said before, complement the portfolio and or kind of maybe be more conservative if you see a need for it, be more aggressive. It's really choose your own path adventure at that point. What I often hear from advisors is that they are looking to replicate their strategies that they're already doing outside of the annuity within the annuity. That's yep. great. Ton of fund managers, a lot of different options, right? No hold periods, no surrender charges, anything like that. Those are all fantastic. But what I always challenge advisors with is if you're going to try to replicate the same strategy, why don't you try to find what is producing the most tax drag on the portfolio, right? What are the most tax inefficient asset classes? fixed income, it's alternatives, it's anything with a lot of turnover. And when you're talking about these annuities that have, you know, two, 300, maybe even 400 different investment options inside of it, you're probably going to be able to replicate exactly what you would outside of an annuity inside of an annuity. And so the whole benefit is the tax wrapper. Now, you don't have to buy and hold an investment for a year just to get to long-term cap gains as opposed to short-term cap gains. You can trade within that annuity as much as you want. And with today's data integration, whether you're using Black Diamond, Orion, Tamarack, or anything else, you're going to be able to get the annuity data feed in there so that when you're going in and looking at a client's portfolio on a monthly or quarterly basis, or even more frequently, you can see, okay, my 60-40 client, right, 60% of their assets are in equities. Those are in taxable accounts because they're tax efficient, those tax inefficient asset classes, those bonds, the alternative strategies that maybe I would hold in an IRA, but I need more room than what's available in the IRA, those are in the annuity. So you can kind of see, okay, here's the taxable account, here's the IRA, here's the annuity, almost as three different line items right there next to each other, really gives a really holistic viewpoint of the financial plan and portfolio. Now, we've mentioned it a couple of times, Right. You're not taxed on the annuity until you withdraw funds out of the annuity. How are those taxed when you withdraw funds out of the annuity? Yep. So anytime you take any funds out of an annuity, it'll be ordinary income tax. You know, in the case of a non-qualified account, any accredited interest on that account value, that'll be the ordinary income. And then, you know, we can get down to that, that uh, cost basis as well, which is going to be untaxed. Right. So put $100,000 in, it grows to $200,000. The first hundred grand you pull out, all come out gains first, right? Yep. All come out of ordinary income. But there's another unique strategy in order to get a blend of cost basis and gains, right? Where 
you can get a blend of that. So take that example and talk everyone through the tax efficient withdrawal strategy. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, <laughs> it's a strategy that's coming up quite a bit, as you can imagine. You know, it, it's quite simple. What they do is they do a blended rate between the cost basis of the annuity with the gains on the annuity. So what they're doing is they're spreading out that taxable amount over really the amount of years that you see fit. Of course, you'd be subject to some tables as to lifespan, things along those lines. However, you know, you can determine if you want it to be 10, 15 years, if you want to spread out that tax hit. All the while, worth mentioning, you're still taking part on market upside at the same time. So, you know, we love saying it, but you're having your cake and eating it too at the same time. So, right. So take that tax deferred brokerage account idea with the annuity, Mm -hmm. you know, 55, put 100 grand in, great, invest in whatever, it grows to 200 grand. At 65, you want to start taking income. You say, hey, you know, I've got a life expectancy of 20 years. So over the next 20 years, you can pull 120th, right, or 5%, right, which is what we all try to strive for or better than what a 4% withdrawal strategy would tell us, even though, you know, that's kind of going away. We're able to pull 5% out roughly every year. And of that 5%, about 50-50 is going to be split between cost basis and gains, as opposed to it being all gains at first. So really smoothing out that tax hit. So not only are you getting some tax benefit during the accumulation strategy or the accumulation portion of the annuity, you're also getting some tax benefits, some tax mitigation during the income side or the decumulation phase of the annuity. So that's really great. Let's talk about tax-free exchanges. Right. Because while we're talking more about tax planning, we also need to talk about being tax free for a client that comes to you with an annuity. So talk everybody through the tax free exchange that are available with DPL. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's something that we work quite a bit with. I'm, I'm sure, Jonathan, you recognize that. But if you're going from an annuity to an annuity or a life insurance to annuity, it's actually be a tax free transfer and or 1035. So whether that's qualified, non-qualified funds the qualified kind of being more that annuity space, you can actually do that with no taxable movement and kind of just efficiently move the asset over to somewhere, whether we're saving on costs, we're improving interest rate, we're improving the income if it's an income producing annuity. So, you know, really simplifying the process and taking the headache out of uh, what you maybe in the past thought might be a little bit of a headache. Right. So anytime a client comes to you with an annuity or if a client has an existing annuity, whether it's with a different relationship or you kind of saw it at one point and then kept it away at arm's length, bring it on to the DPL team here. Like I said, a bunch of good tools and calculators on the DPL website so that you can find an annuity that your client currently owns, find an advisory commission-free alternative and do a 1035 tax-free exchange, right? That's the IRS code 1035 that allows for the tax-free exchange of annuity to annuity or a life insurance contract to an annuity where you can find a better solution, you can find a better product without having to generate any type of tax consequence to your client, right? Once again, deferring the taxes until you're ready to take income out of it. We're almost wrapping up the conversation here. PJ, anything else, any kind of quick hit items that you would leave for our advisors thinking about taxes, whether it's with trust or qualified distributions, anything like that? Yeah. No, I mean, there's just one more topic that I did want to bring up and that's that qualified charitable distribution. That is something that is still available in the annuity world. So if you have any clients that maybe don't need their RMDs or they're looking to generate charitable solutions, we're able to help out with that. What do you mean by that? Clients who don't need their RMDs, but they're charitably inclined. How does that connect with an annuity? 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, whether we like it or not, we have to take our RMDs, right? Some yeah. people, some clients don't necessarily need said RMDs. So what you're able to do is actually directly transfer those payments to a charity of choice. So, you know, if you have any clients who are interested in that charitably and client, as you mentioned, you know, that's something that we're able to help arrange. Awesome. Well, that's great. Learn something new every day here. And then also everyone has this, fund managers have this, annuity companies obviously have this as well. That mm-hmm. 1040 overlay, that's obviously a big one as well. That's more on the back end for the tax returns. So looking at April of 2023 or 2024, oh, excuse me, April of 2024. Wow, years flying by. Just getting prepared for those 2025 tax cuts. If you need that overlay, if it's something that you're interested in, reach out to the DPL team here. And with that, I would like to thank you, PJ, for hopping on here, sharing some insight, providing some great solutions and and topics of conversations to our members that are tuning in here. For everyone listening, once again, like to encourage you to head out to wherever you're currently listening to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're getting your podcast, LinkedIn, our website directly. Please rate and review, subscribe to the podcast. We're always trying to provide some content here that is both timely and actionable. And then if anything interested you here today or want to learn more, take this conversation to see it visually, hop out to the DPL website. You can hop out to there and register up in the top right. That website is dplfp.com. Once again, up in the top right, some great tools and calculators there. And with that, I will uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us here today. PJ, thanks for taking some time out of your Monday morning and uh, look forward to having the conversation next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.